Live from the meantime in Austin, Texas, this is the Sandlot Revolution Podcast. This is what a rambler sounds like. Delicious sparkling water made with our limestone mineral blend. This is what a rambler sounds like. Because Rambler gives back to the environment. Ramblers do it better. Visit RamblerSparklingWater.com to learn more. Hello, ladies and gents. Today we're speaking with Ben Montalbano of the Nashville Dollies. He's going to tell us about what's new with the Dollies, his proudest moments, and what the future looks like. This is Sandlot. Stoked for this podcast. Yeah, I mean, thanks so much for inviting me. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Ben Montalbano from the Nashville Dollies. You can't see it, but he's drinking red wine out of a champagne glass. It's very sophisticated. There's pinky out. There's pinkies definitely yeah. out on that one. <laughs> sophisticated uh, only because I haven't cleaned any other glasses, and it's really the glass glass that, that was up there. So, <laughs> I'm gonna Is that, or, that or a bowl? Yeah, I'm gonna drink exactly. my I'm gonna drink my Lone Star with my pinky out during the show. <laughs> so Ben, how's it going? What's new? Oh man, it's it's great. The Dollies have been playing a lot of baseball. Uh, it's been been a really fun summer. I think we've already played close to 20 games already this year, and it's just been a total blast. We're we're having a a real good time. I'm having a great time, and uh, can't complain. Damn, it's nice. And what's happening? 20 games, man. Y'all going to try to get in 162 for the season? What? That's a lot. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> I love it. No, I think uh, I think we might get close to might get close to 40. Uh, I have a feeling we're we're coming down to Austin to do 3 in a weekend. You know, we're going to do the Field of Dreams thing. Uh, so I think it might be close, you know. We've got a, a decent-sized roster, and all all the folks uh, on the dollies are always like, I want games, I want games. And so, you know, I scheduled a bunch of games, and we're showing up, so it's fun. <laughs> nice. And you've got uh, everything sorted out for Austin yet, or no? Not quite yet. Yeah, we just kind of locked it in. Uh, we're going to be coming down September 9th, 10th, and 11th. So we got a game uh, – September ninth at four p.m. against the uh, the Lockhart Harks Hawks, right? Then we're playing uh, the Ramblers on the tenth, and then we're playing the the Moon Towers on the eleventh. So we're really excited about that. Awesome! Yeah, that'll be great. Um, so uh, yeah, what's new with you guys? Uh, you taking on more people? You you uh, expanding at all? Or uh, you got your merch? I know is going strong. You've got a bunch of new merch you're starting to push. Yeah, what's new for the Dollies? Um, I think these two road trips are kind of new. Um, we're we're gonna go big in Austin. I think that will be really fun. We're hoping to do a live stream uh, while we're down there at the long time. Uh, the, the New Jerseys. I mean, honestly, sometimes I feel like the Dollars are just like my art project to come up with new new baseball designs with like new new uniforms that I want to wear. So I've had that retro jersey. We kind of the Astros style jersey. I've had that in mind ever since I came up with the team, and it was has been years in the making. And I finally found a vendor and a design that that worked. So you know, I just sent my I sent that '70s Astros jersey. You know, the kind of sunset 
like that old school, awesome Astros jersey. I sent that to the designer that does all our stuff and said, I want something with that's inspired by the dollies. Uh, so he kind of took the, the pink of her, her uh, eyeshadow or pink of her lipstick and then the eyeshadow on the dolly on her lips. And then that's where he got the colors from. So that, that design has been brand new and that's been super fun. It's also, at, you know, in Nashville, it's, it's hot, not as quite as hot as Austin, but that Jersey is super lightweight and uh, it definitely beats the full button down heavy Jersey. Cause man, playing in the, playing in the afternoon heat, it's freaking brutal, man. Yeah. yeah. It sounds yeah. like an, sounds like an incredible, uh, incredible kit, but you know, as well as I do, everybody wants the cleavage jerseys. <laughs> and, yes and it's too easy i know but low-hanging fruit sometimes is glorious <laughs> all you gotta do is unbutton or, or, or we just need to go back to shirts and skins i mean that's that's <laughs> that's what we really need to do yeah it's not a bad look at all um uh so uh, old brian hood likes to do something called quick draw okay did i get it right you did. You nailed it. Thanks. First time. A little quick draw just to get things flowing, although we have no problem Sweet. flowing with you. And uh, he's going to ask you just some general questions, then we'll you know get back into some Sandlot stuff. And before I, before I jump into that, uh, just to wrap up on uh, the, um, the gear and uniform and design and creativity side of things, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, we play fun, competitive baseball, but it's 50% – the gear, the eye black, the 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 metal spikes, the the you know wh- who's who has the best wood bat on the team, who breaks their first bat and gets to get another one, who who uh, and then yeah and then you, and then you throw the culture, the creative artistic culture of Sandlot on top of that, and then you get exactly what you were talking about, right? The these the designs yeah. and the you know what what underlying theme can I have in this logo that no one else is going to get yeah. and, except for us or uh, that's yeah. a, that's a lot of fun. I'm I'm such a gearhead in general when it comes to music gear. I mean, here I'll just show you. The podcast listeners won't be able to see this, but look, I literally have just I got some new a new glove, and then I got like the bats. I'm just such I'm such a tactile person. You know, uh, I just love that it's wood, it's leather. They're like really in in kind of a world where it's plastic and and synthetics. I just love that everything is, is like real and it, you just feel, I mean, the, the sights and sounds and the feel of the game is something that has really drawn me in. And I, and it's just another way that, you know, my, my, my gear addiction can, can shift from like guitars and, uh, amplifiers or, or whatever it is, if it's outdoor gear. Now I can just can get mitts and bats. You know, I love the different bat companies. I love, a story I love, you know, American made, uh, in a way just that, you know, supports, uh, industry here. Um, I just love it. What was that blue, that one of those mitts over there had the kind of a dark, oh, yeah. blue, dark blue mesh to it. Which one was that? Yeah. Th- this one the, uh, the next, to it, no, next to it right there. No, next the to rock, the wrong. No, no, no. The one in the middle. Right this there. one? Yeah. With the, blue, oh, with the blue mesh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, 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 no. no. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that one right there, yeah. This one? Yeah. yeah maybe this, this, is, this is a great podcast. These listeners yeah. can't see any of this. Yeah. So I'll describe it. This is actually my first, like, Rawlings glove that I had as an adult. So it's the Chris Bryant, like, third base outfielder glove. 
Uh, it's 12 and a quarter inches. I'm a diehard Cubs fan. Uh, and I found it on sideline swap, hard to hide, fully broken in. I made a lot of good catches this year with this one. That's a Only one drop ball. That's a, that's a beauty. All right. Yeah, I love it. Qu- quick draw. You ready? I'm so ready. Okay, we're going to start off talking a little bit about your team and your teammates. Uh, and just don't think about this. Just real quick. Uh, yep. who, who's the number one teammate you'd take you to uh, take into a bar fight with you? Corey, Corey Levinsky. Who's your favorite? Don't name him or her, but who? But describe your fame. Your favorite teammate. My favorite teammate is gentle spoken, reliable, extremely knowledgeable. There for you in a heartbeat. Uh, just reliable, one hundred percent. There. How old were you the first time you had a crush on a teacher? <laughs> Probably like eight. <laughs> you remember who it was? Um. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you don't want to shout out to hear her? Uh, no. You don't have to. Okay, let me go. <laughs> no, uh, but it, it was my my summer theater teacher. Yeah. Summer theater teacher at the age of eight. Yep. I love it. Yep. Um, uh, I love that, that you went right to it. That's the point of that question is if if you have one, you go right to it. You know it. Um, all right, let's sit on music for a little bit. I, I heard you say guitars a little bit. I, I assume you play and, and, and at least uh-huh. at least listen quite a bit. Like, what's uh, give us a couple of your favorite go-to artists or albums uh, that you mm. take to the grave with you? Man, that's such a difficult question, uh, but also not. It's only difficult because I, uh, I listen to a lot of different things. So I'd say, number one, honestly, I'm such a big Bon Iver fan. I love that his first record uh, and his second record. Those are just go-tos. Um, right now, what am I listening to right now? I've been listening to a lot of ABBA, honestly. Uh, just loves, just been digging some disco music. Uh, it's yes. incredible. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Take a chance on me. Good stuff. Um, yeah. What, uh, would you rather run with the Bulls or ride a bull? Say it again. Would you rather ri- run with the Bulls or ride a bull? I would definitely rather run with the Bulls. Sounds safer. If you went into a convenience store, what are you going in there for? What do you buy when, when Ben Montabano walks into a convenience store? Probably some type of candy. Uh, probably because I'm on a road trip and I need a little sugar buzz. Last one for you. Italian food. Uh, Italian food, Chinese food, or Indian food? Oh, all of them, but since my last name is Montalbano, I got to go with the the motherland. I got to go Italian. I figured you'd go there. I was going to see uh, A nice pap- Papardelli bolognese. Mm, can't go wrong with that. <laughs> all right, good deal. Thanks. That was uh, That's all. That's what I got. <laughs> Love yeah, that's, those questions are getting diverse. Hoodie, run or ride with the Bulls? That's yeah. solid. You like that? Yeah. I didn't, yeah, that's I, a good one. I skipped on that. That's a good one. It's a good one from a Texan, I think. You know, I imagine if you ask that in Austin, maybe more people are inclined to ride the bull, but I don't know. That sounds so dangerous. Yeah. I'm a rider. I think ride is in totality probably more dangerous, but I think Mm -hmm. I think running has the higher propensity for death. Like the one the one time Mm -hmm. the one time getting killed. Anyway. I'd, ra- I'd rather hit the ground than get gored in the back. So, <laughs> there's, there's an- although, although running with the Bulls in Spain would be incredible. 
There's there's a new league, a bull riding league starting here in Austin. It's uh, we just built a new arena, the ATX, the Moody ATX, and um, for concerts and, and basketball games and stuff. But they're uh, they're launching a the gentleman that used to run the, the Round Rock Express, the AAA team here in town, or in or in Round Rock, um, has started a, a professional bull riding league. And there, there's teams wow. instead of it being individual bull riders, which is always the model. Uh, these folks are on teams. I don't know if it's two, three, four. So they try to. They try to fit as many guys in one bowl. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's like a clown sand car. Sandlot bull riding, I'm in. And, and they use midget bulls, too, which is weird. Uh, um, bulls hate that when you call them that. Um, so the Dollies have had a pretty spectacular 12 months. Um, give us kind of the, the greatest hits. Yeah. Oh, man, there's so many. This year has been... You know, and it's one of those years where there's, uh, whether it's in your personal life or professional life, when a lot of big things happen, it uh, it kind of either consolidates time or kind of makes time elastic, so it doesn't feel like they're all happening in the same span of time. But yeah, this year has been super exciting. I feel really fortunate, you know, first off, before I jump into all the things that have happened for us, like a huge, I mean, the reason why we really have any notoriety is obviously because we, you know, tied our hitch to Dolly Parton, uh, so. Oh. All right, hold on one sec. Ben, you still there? I think we, I think we lost Ben. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Did we both drop off? Yeah, you signing out. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how that happened. We're just sitting here in the truck. Understand what happened. Click that, click that arrow. Now, now hit his number. No, yeah. There's a, add people. Go add people again. Type his name. And then hit that arrow. And then hit his number down below. I wonder if this is a second call. Is he on hold? On your phone, you know what I mean? Um, let's, uh, call you back. Copy. So, um, sorry. Basically, uh, I'm going to ask the question again. Yep. Um, so yeah, you, yeah, you've had a pretty spectacular 
12 months, uh, what are your greatest tits? Uh, well, I mean, it's been a crazy 12 months for sure. We've been invited to a lot of real fun events. We've hosted some really fun events. And, you know, before I jump into that, I mean, a lot of the the notoriety we've received online, a lot of the invitations, I mean, really come from us tying our hitch to Dolly Parton. Um, she's such an icon, so definitely need to give her a shout out uh, if she happens to be listening. So uh, all that I say is, you know, with the understanding that all of the all of the the cool things that have happened have really been because of her and and the design that we have and uh, so just always want to give credit to her before I jump into anything. But um, some of the really cool things that we've been invited to, we got to go play down in Durham, North Carolina, as Paul, part of like a Bull Durham uh, thing. That was super cool. We got to play in that old stadium where they filmed the movie. That was super fun. Um, two days of baseball. We did. Uh, we hosted a, an event here that I'm really, really proud of. That I think will become an annual event. We called it the Nashville Sandlot Jamboree. So we hosted a total of we had our six Nashville teams, and then we had four teams from out of town. Out of town, team from Tulsa, a team from New York City, a team from Milwaukee, and then oh my gosh, is my brain the team from New Orleans. So four out of town teams, three days of baseball at two beautiful fields here, uh, benefit concert. We raised $6,000 for, uh, the miracle league here. It was so fun. Um, we had a lot of, a lot of help organizing that event from other teams here. Uh, really plan on doing that again, uh, next year. And then we're going to go, go to Austin, and uh, in September, like I said, and then we're hopefully going to go to Field of Dreams in October. So, I mean, I just couldn't imagine. I mean, we're literally taking a tour bus, like an actual chartered tour bus with 12, 12 bunks for both for the event in Austin and the event in, in Iowa. And it's just so insane to me that I would be taking a tour bus to play baseball, <laughs> with, but not, not, but like not affiliated with any, like it's so, I'm sure you guys have this moment where you're like, I'm on a team, but it's not associated with a school. It's not, yes, it's based in the place that I live, but it's not a part of like some bigger professional thing. And there's just like such a deep camaraderie and, and like fellowship and just friendship with these people. Um, and especially this year, our third year into this and everyone's personalities are finally kind of meshing because you know everyone on our team different political beliefs different like uh you know economics just and everyone just is vibing and getting along and it's really like fucking incredible um and it's just so strange and awesome and there are just moments you know we had a crazy game the other day we we actually hit a walk-off home run and we just all hung out for another hour at the ballpark just hanging out and it was just awesome yeah so, that, that's really yeah. the, the spe i mean the community we say it here yeah. all, you know every podcast but the community that you can build and the community of people of different backgrounds and different different um thoughts and that type of thing it's just such a great escape from yeah. the you know in the normal world um but you, you one you left off there was your trip to uh Field of Dreams. That was less than a year ago. Oh, yeah, that was less than a year ago. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, yeah, that was last October. I mean, that was uh, incredible. Um, we, we played two games. One of the games uh, that we played, literally a tornado came through. Howard, you were there. Yeah. Uh, tornado came through. Uh, we thought the games were going to be canceled. They weren't. And then we got blessed with this. I'm literally playing uh, left field. We're getting we're we're getting shelled at the moment too. So it's like sixth, seventh inning. We're getting shelled by the Cap City Cobras uh, in the middle. And I know it's not about winning, but getting shelled never feels good. Um, you know when you can't when you can't get out to save your life. And the sun's setting, and there's an incredible double rainbow happening. And me and the center fielder, we just like ran together in the middle of the game, just hugging each other. Like what is, what is this? It's just the most beautiful setting. And it was over the house and the barn and the <laughs> yeah. backstop. It was unbelievable. It was, I mean, I was like, I had a moment. It was like, I, I did not take any drugs. I'm not on any like psychedelics. Am I tripping? I'm not, I'm not exaggerating there. I, I mean, I was like, I'm tripping. This doesn't exist. This is insane. Uh, it was perfectly framed in the double rainbow. <laughs> it was incredible. Nice. But, yeah, and, and just going back to your um, your comment about community, it's for us what's really happened beautifully is not only is it the community of our own team, but the community of the other teams here. And, you know, I mentioned like a walk-off win. That was super fun to be part of. But it's fun to actually be part of some competitive games when no one, when there's nothing weird going on. There's no chippiness. There's no machismo. Like, there's just fun baseball. And no one's getting upset when things don't go their way with the other team or with our team. And, like, they're kind of part of it, too. And we've been part of the losses, too. And it's nice to be – it's just not – it's so special. It's so hard to find. Because, um, listen, who? no one likes losing, right? Like, you, you want to win, but you hate it when it's that other thing, when someone's showing you up, when someone's out there to prove a point. And it's, it doesn't exist uh, for the most part here. And I'm guessing it doesn't exist there in Austin. And if it does peak its head, it doesn't last long. You know, it's just, yeah. it's usually not a team. It's a player or two. And, um, and, and you're right. It's, it's competitive baseball. We're all out there to win and do well and, and yeah. have fun. But just to say, out of the other side of my mouth, I mean, we lost a game, no bullshit, 20-19 to 19 to the Grackles. And I, I, <laughs> and I love that they beat us. I, I was so happy for yeah. them. It was it was a nails game all the way down to the end and winner like you know if they had beat us by ten I'd you know I'd have been pissed but but or I would have been yeah it wouldn't I wouldn't have had that same feeling but it was a great game and somebody was going to win just and and the fact that it wasn't us in that case it didn't bother me I was happy for them you know yeah we got we every year we so we don't do any I'm sure y'all don't keep standings or anything like that neither do we but at the end of the year we usually do like a, a tournament. Because we only have six teams, I don't know how y'all would do that in Austin. There are so many, so many damn teams there. But we do a little tournament, and we got walked off in one of the games by you know one of my dear friends. He's played with the Dallies, and the whole setup of that was we were. I've already told this story on another podcast, but essentially, we got intentionally walked in a game earlier in the year. I raised a big hissy fit, like you don't intentionally walk in Santa, yada yada. And then it was a situation where we desperately needed to intentionally walk this guy. I mean, this is this is five months after we had received the intentional walk. So I went out to the pitcher. I was like, you know we can't walk him, right? <laughs> so I came up with a plan to pitch around him. 
pitcher did not pitch around him and our buddy hit a walk-off single um and i remember like i just smiled when he hit it and they were so happy you know i was bummed uh but i was really happy for him you know and that's that's a special community to to cultivate yeah for sure it's it's you know i i i kind of feel like the the pros at some point at least the first half of the season that they kind of are non-competitive too you know yeah. it's like they play so many games yeah that they've got to it just enjoy it you know and not get wrapped up in the wins or losses they certainly can't day to day uh yeah and, you know and I, I, at least i hope that for them i bet you're right i mean you'd, you'd have to go crazy if you were that wrapped up into it yeah man have you have y'all we we did about well, this the Austin trip will be our first time ever playing three games in a row. I remember whenever we've done two games in a row, it's like, man, how in the world does anyone play 162 games uh, in that short span? You're just, I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I threw the ball in these two games, and somehow my arm's still sore. You know? <laughs> just from getting loose. You want the answer to that question? You want me to tell you the answer to, the, to your question or, or to your how does anyone? Sure. Yeah, you have millions and millions of dollars in the bank. Yeah. And you got millions and millions more coming in, and all you have to do is like wake up and eat what you want and jump in the pool and then go work out and, you know, in the off season and keep your body in shape. And then, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's the money, the money makes it easy. And, you know, those guys are unreal athletes in the first place. I don't know. I, I'm paying every dolly a hundred thousand dollars a game, so they're they're still complaining. <laughs> that's why you guys got, that's why you're so good. <laughs> Hey, real quick before, uh, so I don't, so I don't uh, uh, miss this. Uh, you probably don't know that you're on. You're on. You're actually sitting right next to him in the uh, iPad screen. I'm looking at with the founder of the Lockhart Hawks, who I'm glad it worked out that you uh, that you landed them to play that, that day. Uh, but yeah, North Northcutt started that team. No um, way. They're a lot of fun. So so he so Howard put Ben and I in touch to pl- to spill that Friday night game. We were already playing the Parakeets, who's one of our big games, and we had a kind of a rib cookoff. Uh, the University of Texas plays the University of Alabama that weekend, and we had already planned kind of like a rib cookoff or something uh, that Friday night. So Northcutt, you may not know this, uh, but you guys are going to play them at four o'clock, and then we play them at and then we play the Keats at seven at Goval that Friday a- uh, afternoon and evening. And uh, now that now that the Hawks are involved, I mean they're sponsored by like a true Texas barbecue smoker manufacturer. Like we should turn this wow. cook off into a little something. Now that the Hawks are involved, a little something bigger. Um, but now that's cool that you landed them, and it'll be fun to be out there. Let's definitely all four teams kind of tie up together and uh, make that uh, make, as we like to do, uh, make that more than just a baseball game. And you know. Yeah. Uh, Ben, they uh, they broke ground today for their field. They're a lot I, I saw that. Building, yeah, they're building a field. That's incredible. Yeah, they uh, Northcutt was involved with them, and 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 you know they they met these folks that have a uh, and kind of an entertainment ranch. It's a ranch, but it's also an entertainment venue. And they had some extra acreage. They're like, yeah, hell yeah, we'll build a field. So we'll have another, hopefully, another long time down here. Oh my gosh! Minutes away, yeah. That's incredible. It is incredible. There's a Skyler Reeves and her family have got Two Wishes Ranch, and man, to be honest with you, I lit the fuse on on that team, Um, but I can't take uh, credit for Tamara Dyke and Lance Robbins and 
all these incredible people just jumped in and and just jumped in emphatically and have really made all this happen. As a matter of fact, I lived in Lockhart for three years. I jump-started the team um, with Tamara and, and a bunch of friends in, like, December, January, January of this year. And then I want to say a couple of months later, March or April, I moved to Austin. So, like, lit the fuse and then left town. And so now they're just, they're just taking it and running with it. But that's incredible. Yeah, when y'all come down, we should figure out a barbecue and getting Millscale involved and uh, getting getting wild. We can talk about that offline. But uh, that's super cool. And I, I didn't even know y'all were coming down to play them. I found out when you said that earlier. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I play for the play. I play for the Playboys. I didn't even play the Wicked. <laughs> You're gonna have to guest guest in there. Ben, yeah, do you, maybe. <laughs> ben, do you listen to Adam Lefton's uh, podcast at all? The Sandlot Social. He was on it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he, yeah I was on so it. So yeah. Tamara, who uh, Northcutt just mentioned, was his release, I believe, yeah. yesterday, um, a yeah. couple of days ago. I listened to it last night. She's great, man. And uh, if you hadn't heard it yet, um, she talks a lot about the Hawks. I haven't, and I've been listening to that one. Go check it out. Yeah, I will. Yeah, and I've, I've been a big fan of this pod too. Uh, you know, I've listened to a couple of the Moon Towers ones. Uh, you know. The first one, New House, and then uh, Chris Del Conte, one of the one of our guys on our. Well, we have a few guys from Texas on our team, and they're um, they're big UT fans. So um, we're really excited to play the Moon Towers. I'll just put it that way. Oh, horns. <laughs> nice. Um, so I, I think I know already from when you were going through your highlights. But uh, what are you proudest of? Of you know, as far as what you all been able to do and, and, you know, what you're doing in the community. Yeah. Um, there are a few highlights. I already mentioned the fundraiser, I think hitting $6,000 for, uh, a great charity down here, a great mission. It's crazy. We, if y'all aren't familiar with the miracle leagues, uh, if your listeners aren't, they're basically baseball fields that are made for, uh, folks with special needs to be able to play baseball. So they're, you know, uh, they're, essentially rubber fields. Um, they're just, they're just incredible fields And Nashville for whatever reason doesn't have one. So there's been a lot of money raised and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of focus to build one. So the fundraiser has been awesome. I think the, what I'm really personally proud of, proudest of is just the community. Um, it's hard to, to really encapsulate that in a, you know, really specific way, but it's just, I go out, I'm sure y'all do do this. You go out in Austin. I go out in Nashville. I run into people I play baseball with, which is just insane. You know, it's just like so weird. You know, my girlfriend, I'll be like, we'll be out to dinner. I'll be like, oh, I play baseball with, with that person. I play baseball with him. Play baseball with her. Um, and your friend is like, like, what? You play softball with him? <laughs> Will you play softball with him? Softball, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you do. I mean, I'm, I'm sure when someone asks you, oh, it's softball, you kind of get that little like, no, it's it's fucking baseball. No, motherfucker. <laughs> Grown adults yeah. going overhand pitches. Overhand. Howard, Howard gets offended AF if you mention softball. <laughs> Just so you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> set the record straight. It feels, like, it feels like you're in on a secret, you know? Yeah. Um, especially here. Uh, but it feels like we're starting to reach a tipping point. Um, we're just getting hammered with with people wanting to play, and we're, we're trying to get uh, enough – you know, the hardest thing is finding someone to run a team. We have the players, but you want to have someone that, that really wants to take up 
uh, and run a team. You know, you mentioned the field, Howard, earlier. You know, we're definitely actively looking for something. It's just tough. You know, prop just the environment and the geography Nashville itself makes it kind of tough to find the acreage. But I feel like once we have a field, once Nashville Sandlot has a field to call our own, I think that will be the ultimate tipping point. Cause there are just so many ball players, guys and girls that, that want to play. Um, I think we probably have enough players on our list for, for 10 teams, to be honest. It's just finding those people to, to take up the take up the flag and, and do the organization. Because uh, I do think one of the things I'm best at is probably organizing, rallying the troops. You know, oftentimes I'm putting together our opponent. Sometimes if the opponent doesn't have enough people, I'm like, all right, who do you need? Do you need a second baseman? Let me make a call. Um yeah, so so going back to the question, I think the proudest, the thing that I enjoy the most is just the community that has been built. Um, it's just so fun. Yeah, that's a, that's incredible. And you mentioned being organized. Um, I think you make number six or number seven out of the entire Sandlot Revolution. <laughs> that's organized. The rest of us are just like, what? We're playing? When? Exactly. Is there beer? Okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> We, it's uh, still, but it's still hurting cats. It's still hurting cats all the time. I, I started our team five years ago, and um, I am not the most organized individual in Northcutt, and Howard can attest to that. <laughs> and uh, my team's called the Yardbirds, and we started. I started what's called the Bird of Directors, and uh, like I handle, all, I handle all the league shit and stuff like uh, you coming to town and trying to figure out a game and, and stuff with Brett. Spears and 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 Nat and you know any of the stuff he's going on it has going on, but I have you know Johnny's our bench coach. I, I show up and I just play. And if I'm on, if I make the roster that day, great. And you know I, I don't want I don't yeah. do any team stuff. You call him Johnny Bench. Yeah, and I'm gonna start. Since he's the bench coach, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna start now. Uh, Andy uh, Andy's our CFO. Handles all the finances. Uh, you know we've got people that are uh, we've got a creative person who handles our. You know I, I'm an artist, but I but I I'm not organized enough to get in touch with a company that can make the design and put it on a shirt and order everything. So someone handles all that stuff. And for those of you out there looking to start a team, don't be um, intimidated by the, by Ben's comment, which is absolutely true. I'm not knocking your comment, finding someone to run a team, but you can, there's, there are multiple models that for those of us with weaknesses out there can, uh, can, yes. can, can still chip in. Totally. And, and quick, quick note, I, no bullshit. I saw, uh, at the gas station Chevron on, uh, Anderson Lane, right off Shoal Creek and Mopac. Yesterday, a Cobra and his wife, uh, awesome Cobra. You said running into people across town just yesterday. Yeah. Uh, he had a cat, a hat on, and his wife recognized me from when we had played them four months ago or something. You know what I mean? It was a small same. So awesome. Yeah. And it's just like a little wink. You know, it's like, hey, what's up? Like we know something that no one else does, and maybe no one else gives a fuck about baseball. That's fine, but at least we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's like a uh, a really really soft motorcycle gang. Who you call soft? Yeah, we got bats. Just no nails in the bats. Uh, no nails, no. <laughs> so, uh, what does the future look like for you guys? What What do you want to do that's not uh, that hasn't happened? You mentioned a field. Um, I know you've been you know, looking at doing that for a year yeah. or so. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing is definitely a field, a place to call our own. Um, 
what that looks like, I'm not sure, but definitely a field. And really, I'm still, you know, we're just personally very busy with the day job, but I want to find a way to really build in a philanthropic mission. There's some things, some steps I'm taking kind of on a business tax side to maybe really solidify that. Um, Because right now I'm still, like, we get slammed with merch orders, and that's just still is just me operating out of my house, fulfilling orders. You know, it's kind of in this, it's like, too much to, to it makes me really busy and like takes away from time but not enough to like outsource that really to to someone so uh but i would really like to memorialize our our commitment to some type of philanthropic uh mission i really feel like we're close to finding a home like a like a specific like a like an organization that we can team up with with the uh the miracle league so um I'd say I'd say the field and and really kind of making a deeper commitment for a philanthropic uh, mission and just playing more baseball. I mean, if we play if we play 35, 40 games this year, that's awesome. I mean, that's so fun. That's awesome. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's yeah. Back to the start of the Playboys. You know, there was only, there were there was only one other team, and we started just we played one game against somebody else, and then. Uh, we play ourselves for the rest of the year, and then, uh, you know, it's just grown so much. It's fantastic. You guys had a reunion of that last weekend. You played yourself again last weekend, right? We did. We had a, and we had a couple of people that were playing uh, skins. It, it actually looks like it works a little bit. <laughs> a question on uh, the Miracle League effort in, uh, in Nashville and, and good on you. Um, is it just your team and Sandlot uh, that is introducing that uh, idea concept to the city or is it already kind of underway and there are some out, uh, other entities outside of Sandlot baseball that are helping get the money and get the vision and so forth and if so who are those yeah there's an official miracle league organization uh not i think it's all volunteer based that is set up in nashville and they're having a lot of i mean really political issues with finding finding the fields and, and purchasing property from the city. Um, so they, they're officially, they're pretty close to their financial goal and they, they hit some roadblocks with acquiring land from the city. Probably just because land, it's so much, uh, you know, there's not a return on investment when you're selling it to a miracle league versus selling it to a property developer. who's going to build, you know, million dollar condos. Sure. Uh, my, but you know, the, the folks that are, um, on your side, trying to get Miracle League going in Nashville, are those businesses? Are they individuals that have money and love baseball? Are they musicians? Are they record labels? Are they, like who's helping? Who? What other groups mm-hmm. around Nashville are on your side on this? Yeah, well, I think the awareness is pretty low, to be honest. There's a small contingent of people that are really passionate about baseball, about helping out families that really want their kids to be able to play baseball, but they're not able to. So there's a small, I think it might be five or six people that have helped raise uh, probably a million and a half bucks that have the will and the, the time and maybe the experience in other communities building a Miracle League, trying to, to build it here. But the awareness is pretty limited. So um, right now it's it's really, I found, like, I found the Miracle League here through another friend in Sandlot that knows more about it. Um, so so it's re- the awareness is really low right now. 
the uh, so something that we haven't done a very good job of on this on this podcast that I want to do more of because it's been part of the vision of Sandlot Revolution from its inception is getting um, getting to know who you are and what you do mm-hmm. because within the community, the Sandlot community, and the people who may listen to this podcast, you know, I, like my vision and dream is that people will connect with an architect within Sandlot because they are in Sandlot and they know someone who's an architect in yeah. Sandlot and they can employ them to do something in their, in their professional life and it can help everybody grow, you know, uh, 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 tide raises all ships or whatever yeah. the saying is. Yeah. Well, tell us, what, what do you, what do you do? What's your profession and, and yeah, what kind of stuff do you do at day to day? Yeah, I mean, I would say if there's a, I was kind of thinking about this myself. I, I have so many weird pet passions, and I was trying to figure out what, what ties them all together. And I think I'm really just a kid at heart, and and for me, a big blocker for like playing baseball, for instance. I always wanted to play it. I wouldn't say it was like the most passionate thing I was ever about by any means, but I wanted to play it, and I was like, wait, why? Why can't I play? Oh, because only kids can play or really hyper-competitive people can play. So then when I stumbled uh, onto the, the Playboys and the long time through uh, one of the first Sandlot teams here, the the Blue Jeans, they kind of, they were my introduction to Sandlot and then I stumbled on y'all. Then I was like, wait, I'm, a, I'm always a kid at heart. Why can't I do this? So um, I... If you said, what do I do? I'm, I'm an avid outdoorsman. Uh, I'm kind of a musician first. I studied classical music. I do arranging and things, and I still play a lot professionally. Uh, nothing at all related to being a kid. I work in crypto of all of all hot hot button button things. I'm not like a, a crypto bro by any means. I worked in the music industry for a long time. Hey, we'll, we'll be a judge of that crypto. Bro. <laughs> uh, I, you're you're never going to hear me talk about baseball NFTs or Sandlot NFTs. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no, you know I'm, I'm, just, the hos- I'm the hospitality director for uh, Consensus, which is a crypto fest. No way! Oh yeah! Yeah. Oh, Oh, that's awesome. So, we were down there. Yeah. So are we? So yeah, we can sign mm-hmm. more about it later. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny. yeah, I mean, I, I worked. I worked in music for a long time, and then the the pandemic kind of just re, like reorganized how I want to live my life, and I just want to be able to to have some freedom. I like working remotely so that I can live, and and I live by being outdoors, by connecting with friends and family, by playing baseball by not being tied to an office. So that's kind of, that's what I do professionally. Well, what, what, what could a listener do or, or use you to do? Someone who wanted to that's, pay I, I, you to do something. Probably, probably arrange a song. <laughs> I, I, I studied classical composition and that's actually, what's funny is that's probably what I do best and I don't do it that often anymore. Uh, I was a big composition nerd. You know, I went to, Paris and studied composition with some old school teachers. I have a graduate degree from actually, no, I, I don't have a graduate degree. I didn't finish. I dropped out a graduate dropout from the San Francisco conservatory of music. So if they need me to arrange something weird, I, I got you. But if it's baseball related, I do know how to start a baseball team and I can definitely give, 
I can definitely give you good good props so on that arrangement of anything, a baseball team, uh, a notes, whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Just have a business card. This is a ranger, a ranger, a ranger, a ranger of all things. I love. I'm. I'm not kidding. I'm probably gonna get that business card made. <laughs> <laughs> and you could you could spell it accurately, or you could put a space ranger. <laughs> Uh, that see, I'm not a big Rangers fan. Where, uh, where's, where does everyone? Where does y'all's allegiance lie? I feel like you're all Astros fans. I, right? I, I'm an Astros fan, but that's not what I meant. A Rangers, a Ranger is uh, many things before a Texas baseball, MLB baseball team. Fair. Yeah. I'm, Fair. A, I'm a uh, Reds fan. So born and raised okay. in, in Kentucky during the Big Red Machine. So I was there, Johnny no Mitch, way. and all that stuff. So. Dude, I, I love Great American Ballpark. It's a great place. And I'm a cheater. I'm a I'm a I'm a trash pan, trash can banger, and a, ra- okay. and, a, and, a and a rainbow jersey where. Hey, someone's got to be uh, be the evil side, and that's okay. And you can be that. We beat the Yankees uh, the two day the first games after uh, the All Star uh, break. Where today we we have, we opened with a double header against the the, uh, the Yanks, and we we were one and zero so far. The, 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 the next one starts in twenty minutes. Uh, Northcutt, you got a team? Uh, my, my team, I mean, I just I grew up on the Rangers and the Strohs. Um, Nolan Ryan on either side. Um, I'm, I'm just a fan of baseball, though. Like, mm-hmm. I followed the Athletics and the Reds when I was a kid pretty closely. But, like, anymore, any, any city I'm in, if I have an opportunity to go to the show, go to a pro field, I don't, it doesn't matter. Give me a full beer and give me some pro ball. I'm good to go. Yeah. I'll pick a team when I get there. Do you all have the experience? I mean, it is such an interesting experience um, watching professional baseball in person and just, it's like we play the same game, but it's also not at all the same game. It's just, I I can't really articulate it, but it's, it's interesting watching, watching the thing that I do up close and like, you know, being on the field and like actually being that close to the game, and then just one step removed and watching professional athletes play. It's just a, uh, I don't know. I don't really have anything special to say about it. It's just an interesting experience. It's an interesting experience. Baseball as a whole for me is just like it's romantic, and and it's like just such a different energy and love and nostalgia. Whether you're on the field and you're reliving little league or high school ball or whatever, or if you're, or if you're reliving, I was still at 46 years old. I will still stand in the field and daydream about a play and also insert myself into the world series. (laughs) You know, like I'm a kid again, I'm 12 again. Um, so it doesn't matter, but, but regardless of whether I'm on the field or whether I'm at a stadium, it is, it's, it's a different POV, but it's, it's just magical no matter what for me. Yeah, the game's beautiful in itself, and that's what you guys are saying. Uh, being live at an MLB game is one of my favorite things in the world. But I also hear you didn't say it, but uh, but there was an underlying uh, com- uh, thought that I picked up on um, that made me think of I've met more people who didn't know or like baseball at all until they experienced the Sandlot game and now love baseball. I've met more people in that camp than I've met any who 
Mm. Didn't know the game and went to an MLB game and fell in love with it. MLB game? Right. They, the, take someone who, who didn't know baseball, didn't like baseball. I've met more people who love it now after experiencing a Sandlot game than I've met people who love it now after going to their first MLB game, which I think is pretty cool. And, and makes complete sense to me as well. Yeah. Yeah, that, that community experience is, is for real and translates and crosses over, I think, to newcomers so mm-hmm. easily because there's so such a lack of, I mean, it's such a good energy and such a lack of, um, you know, any toxicity that is, is unfortunately synonymous with any sport for the most part. Mm. Uh, but but the you know the I think to each own on their games. But as far as you know, the art and the food and the music and the cold beer and anything or everything that's going on on any given Sandlot game, or just two teams at it, Joe Schmo Field, I think is is folks just relate to the the calmness of it. You know, it's also hard. I mean, just thinking about it again, like like I said, I'm just now thinking about all any of this for the first time. But if I'm a Normal run of the mill, work every day, have a paycheck, need that paycheck, and I don't know baseball, I don't like baseball, and I go to an MLB game. I think the logistical, the logistics of getting there, getting tickets, buying a nine dollar hot dog and a fifteen dollar beer. I think the logistics of that being part of my future. So I'm experiencing it for the first time. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit harder for me to fall in. Love. I'm not as focused on the game and be able to fall in love with the game itself as much. Because I know I'm not going to be able to come do this weekly because it costs yeah. too much, or it's. You know. Well, there was a there was a really interesting art. I mean, just talking about the cost of it, uh, there, there was a really interesting article that really did a deep dive about, you know, what is accessible to a family now versus what like a family outing in the '60s, '70s, '80s versus what it is now. Inflation adjusted and MLB so. In 1960, an MLB game was number one family outing, like, you know, based on a survey. So, you know, take take everything I say with a slight grain of salt, but based on a general survey, MLB game was number one. Well, guess what? It's not number one anymore. But inflation adjusted, it's like 115% more expensive than it was then. And so it's just so inaccessible to people. You know, it just... Yeah, which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's like baseball, I mean... Football, 16 games, that's one thing. You get 160 games, it, it's it got to be cheaper. It's got to be, you know, accessible. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and I think that's why, I mean, I, it's just, there's just, it's just real raw and real pure, which is what people, what people want. I mean, really, that's what, that's what, I enjoy going and watching the Sandlot game sometimes more. You know, I went to Wrigley Field, and, you know, I, I mean, I love it, but I was kind of like, I'd rather see my friends there and cheering them on than, you know, watching them being in Ricketsville, uh, you know, spending all the money that goes to him. I mean, but, I mean, I still love the Cubs, though. I mean, that's the thing is, like, I have – like, I've been – you know, here I've got – where is this? This is my dad's signed program from, I think, 1969 when – or wait, what, maybe earlier, but I've got uh, Ron Santo, Ernie Banks signed this thing. So uh, wow. yeah, I'm still, still, still Cubs through and through. You got, you got to oh, love him even when. 
That's awesome. Fortunately, it didn't. Um, you gotta love him, even when you even when you hate him. <laughs> we're two days off the All Star game. The All Star game happened two days ago, and there were a few intricacies I noticed about the game that were evident to me that MLB was had impact. Was were MLB made these happen or forced these things or 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 uh, mm-hmm. one of them was the time length of the game. Which is which is and yes, it was three to two and a, a pitcher's duel, but but there were shorter everything. Everything was shorter to shorten yeah. the totality of the game, which is all you've heard about in the last three four years. MLB would be more attractive if the games weren't so long. People would watch it on TV more, and and the point that you guys just made is the reason. You know, it's the the cause. The common folk can't afford 162 games. You know, there's 16 in football. Maybe I can go to two. There's 162 in baseball. Maybe I can go to three. And oh, but shortening the game and keeping the cost the same does not make it a better value. That's my point. Yeah. That's my the, yeah. the problem is the cost. You want people to yeah. They're for, they're they're all they're focused on the TV the view, yeah. viewership more than they should be the root of their existence, right. which are yeah fans at games and fans of Correct. teams, which is but they're missing the forest for the trees. Like one thousand percent, they're not. Kids aren't having like those experiences with their family, with their dad, with their mom, going to see a baseball game. Uh, it's so inaccessible. So you're having generations and generations of folks that don't give a shit about baseball um, because it's so inaccessible to them. Uh, I think, who cares about the length of the game? And baseball, why? Baseball's boring. That's okay. Baseball's yeah. a pastime. It's not, it's not football. So... I, I, there's, you know, let, yes, I mean, sometimes the pace of play is insane, but just let it be baseball. Don't try and change it and try to address, like you said, the root cause of it, which is not connecting with people. And, and the more progressively you separate a fan from the, uh, attending a game live because of the cost, the more you're, I mean, this has been going on for decades. The more you end up with generations of fans who think it's boring because yeah. they've never been to a game to experience the crack of the bat or the smell of the hot peanuts or the, you know, the you know, whatever, right? I mean, that that's, yeah. you know, and, and, and I understand I'm, I'm one of those nerds out there that that just loves every aspect of the game, but, but um, I, I think there are fewer and fewer of those people because they never experienced it in, in the yeah. first place, you know, as a... Yeah, and and the nature of the you know the TV broadcast that you know if you want to watch the Astros you got to buy the Astros TV package if you want to watch the Cubs whereas you had a whole generation of folks you know specifically Cubs fans like that's why that World Series was so special because you had you know hundreds of thousands millions of Cubs fans raised on WGN that was what you watched at two o'clock and you know obviously that's not a problem just unique to to baseball because the like TV networks and streaming platforms are so different, but man, I'm not going to pay $170 a year to watch the marquee sports network, especially when the team's trash. So what, are, I don't know what they're filling all this time with, you know, <laughs> what, 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 what are they talking about? Right, right. I think we should start a, a consulting company and you can be the arranger, uh, Ben, of, 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 of our business. And we take a big, Let's we take a proposal to MLB of like, hey, this is really why y'all suck. Stop, you know. Yeah. Uh, it would be simple. Cut your prices 50%. Uh, CEO, owner of a team, 
cut your salary 50%. Good to go. Yeah, we got to write that in like an 80-page report, though. Make that like an okay. If we're going to be a consulting company. I'll arrange it. Yeah, and still <laughs> and still charge um, charge corporations 100% uh, for any tickets and boxes that they buy. Yep. <laughs> those guys get it. Yeah. Well, uh, I, and the, then we'll use those proceeds to start Sandlot Revolution Fields in every market in the country, and that's how we bring baseball back. Absolutely, we could. I, we could. We could get some Sandlot games happening in some of these fields, and uh, I'm sure pull as many uh, fans as <laughs> I see at most baseball games these days. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, listen, Ben. Thank you so much. This has been great, and uh, we appreciate your time. And uh, hmm. yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. So thank you very yeah. much. Thank you for having me. I love love pontificating about baseball and you know all all of this. It's so fun. I can't wait to hang out with you guys in Austin. Um, it's going to be an absolute blast. I'm so glad we're going to be there for three days, just hanging out. It's you know I feel like the last few times we've been in Austin, it's been boom boom, and now we really get to hang out, and it's it's going to be super fun. I know I know our guys are going to want to go tailgate for that game too, so uh, it should be super fun. Nice. Uh, bring it on. We're looking forward to it. We're excited, and, and certainly let us know if uh, we can help. I know you're the arranger, but if we can arrange anything <laughs> on our home turf, um, I definitely want to make sure that y'all are moving on some barbecue for the Hawks game. But anything we can do to help y'all or assist y'all when, when you and the team and the fam are in, in Austin, Texas, let us know. But uh, we're stoked, man. We're excited. Thanks so much for everything today. Two two, yeah, thi- two, two things, real quick. I'm sorry. Uh, do you, you have yes, a you have a uh, parking spot for that tour bus? Sure. Uh, right now, we're gonna do a KOA. But if you know anyone with shore power uh, and a spot no, to, to park it, go Valley parking lot and Northcut. We're, you, don't wait on us to ask you. Yeah, well, you're, you're being asked now. Like, yeah, jump in on this Friday, uh, September 9th, uh, two two game event that y'all are now a part of. Let's let's make it something special. I'll call you about it. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Thanks, All right. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Hi, ben. Ruby. See you later. Thanks, guys. Y'all rock. Sandlot Revolution for life. I mean life. that. That's our Cheers. Take care. Thanks, guys. Our theme song is by The Tender Things, written by number 33 of the Texas Playboys, Jesse Ebal.
Sister Elizabeth lights 